Welcome to the Grumpy Metalheads podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. Hi guys and welcome to another edition of the Grumpy Metalheads podcast. I'm the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and I'm joined by my brother in Metal Shrub 666. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good for Sunday morning. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had a, a run of uh, being in good spirits on a Sunday, which is, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is against the laws of nature. So um, how long that can happen, I have no idea. So let's get right into this. Uh, Just enjoy what, it while it lasts, shall yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> So what have you been listening to this week, man? Uh, this week, well, because um, I pre-ordered this album on Bandcamp, I got, we seem to have got it a week earlier than literally all the other streaming sites. So it is the Infernal Seas new album, Negotium at Crucis. Oh, yes. Apocalyptic Witchcraft. Um, yeah, it's their third album. And yeah, it, it's an absolute peach of an album. Um, I can't deny that. Um, but luckily, I've had it. I've had it for a week beauty. to listen to and enjoy. Yeah, I've had it a week to listen to. So um, yeah, it, it's it's fully ingrained. It's definitely in my top ten albums of the year already. Yep. It, it, it's it's got a rawness about it, which is great, um, without being like that early Tin Waspy raw. Um, his vocals are absolutely on point. Yep. Now, I mean, they, yeah, they, everything about this album. There's hints of Winter Filleth in there, especially in the opening song where they've got these sort of like uh, choral gang chants going on with it. Um, yeah, there's I some even get hints of a mortal in there, but then... Yeah, uh, yeah. Emperor, just, I don't, it was just incredible throughout his... And he is, the vocals are like that live as well. Like they, they yeah, are yeah. just as brutal and I don't know how the guy does it or how long he can do it for. But this this band isn't really being um, listened to whatsoever. Like um, the top songs on there are like 13 to 15,000, which is um, absolutely criminal because this is just perfection right from the opening note until the very last one. I can't even pick out um, my favourite song. Maybe Devoid of Fear, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's one of the... Uh, Fields of the Burned, uh, Field of the Burned I, I picked up a, a, as one of the ones for me that stood out a little bit. It's got this this nice sort of like um, slow bit in the middle and then it just kicks off again on the second half of it again. and it, 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 It's just great. And then, like I say, the opener with that, that sort of like um, choral gang chants that they that some of these black metal bands do they, they've got that in there and it just works so so fucking well i mean yeah. this album is is great the sound throughout it, it is superb um yeah it, it's a it is a step up from it was the great mortality wasn't it, it was the uh, last album it's definitely a step up from the last one um i think the touring and everything else that they've been doing up until the lockdown has has certainly helped improve um, them as a band because it's coming across in the recordings of this, Absolutely. you know that that they've they're tighter. You can you can kind of hear they're tighter as well as a band in it. And um, 
yeah it well just a, just such a good album to listen to um especially if you like your black metal and slightly and uk and uk black metal because it's definitely got the uk has definitely got quite a unique sound that's slightly different from the scandinavian ones you can you can get a feel that you know we've started to our, our black metal bands have started to find their own unique identity without it trying trying to copy the swedish ones so much yeah. and the scandinavian ones so you can you know a bit like we're hearing icelandic ones and they're stepping away from that scandinavian that that scandinavian core sound that a lot of the other bands are having and and making their own little niches for theirs and and the uk has done that as well i think so especially when you get that massive mix of styles like you've got winter filith uh, Ninkasag, uh, Seor, uh, Rua, and and all these other sort of like black metal bands now. And going back where, I mean, I wish they were still going, but Woden's Throne and stuff like that. Yeah, there, There's all these, you, we've got a very unique, very British sounding black metal band um, scene going on, and which is great. I, I'm loving it. I think it, it's fantastic. And these are definitely up there with some of the top ones. Oh, yeah, in, absolutely. In that scene, without if, a shadow of a doubt. If the British black metal scene can keep producing albums like this, then it's going to be in a really strong place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it will just uh, get better. It, it can only it can only get better. So, oh yeah. Um, oh, there was that band that we saw in. Uh, in Sheffield, that were Deadwood Lake. Like if they can come through um, and uh, following this same um, footpath as well, I think it would be yeah, yeah. incredible. To, in fact, I need to check out if they've put out anything recently. Anyway, what yeah. else have we got this week, my friend? Okay, we're going to move on to probably one of the establishment's biggest known bands going, really, and it has to be Napalm Death and their new album. I'm going to have to read this out because the title goes on. Throws of Joys in the Jaws of Defeatism. <laughs> and, it, and it's out on Century Media. Now, again, this, uh, for me, I think I'd kind of gone off the boil with Napalm Death because it kind of started to get samey, 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 samey. And, and, you know, you're just turning it on and going, oh, that's another Napalm Death song. And it sounds like the last Napalm Death song. Whereas with this album, I would say they, they've kind of come back into form again. Um, there's a couple of songs on there that throw you out a little bit but my god they're good but the whole album although it's still the majority of it is still very much Napalm Death and and that sort of thing that it just somehow it feels a little bit different the whole album I don't know whether the production's slightly different from the last few because like I said I didn't overly listen to the last few albums because they kind of just didn't interest me at the time but this one Wow, I, I was hooked almost from the first song in. It was just like, wow, well, that it kind of felt like stepping back to Harmony Corruption and Utopia Banished from like the early 90s. Um, in fact, this lineup is, is the same lineup as Utopia, Utopia Banished, apart from Jesse Pintado, who sadly passed away. Um, and, and this is the, and they've had the same lineup all the way through. So obviously, their, their writing is very, very smooth yeah. and. and sorted but i don't know there's just something there's something about this album that 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 i really enjoyed and liked and i mean there's there's one song on there let me just look up on my notes which i wrote it down amoral the song amoral it's kind of sounds like a slightly heavier version of killing joke yeah like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this come from it took me it took me about four listens to suddenly get it and go shit that's killing joke It, it sounds like killing joke and it's like 
it shouldn't fit with some of the other grindcore death metal stuff that they've got on the rest of the album, but it, it kind of does. So, as, as um, usual, every Wednesday, me and my son record a reaction video. So what I thought is this week, it'll be Metal Kid reacts to Napalm Death. And um, we saw that they'd um, just released um, this album. So I thought, right, this is uh, the ones that I'd heard were just pure Napalm Death. Yeah. And so I thought I'd put on a belly full of salt and spleen. And that's not Napalm Death. It is Napalm Death, but it's not. It's more like Napalm Death tried to do Gajira and do it well. Um, and I kind of, got, I kind of got uh, in it more sort of like um, some industrial type bands feel to that because it's very much that staccato stuff all the way through. Did it, did it, did it, like that. It's, yeah, It it's, again, it, it, doesn't sound like napalm death but it does sound like napalm <laughs> yeah and then um, we put on um, a moral after that so normally it's one video one reaction um so we did a belly full of salt and spleen uh, okay a great song but this isn't napalm death so let's check another song out from the album so i put on a moral and i'm like okay this still isn't <laughs> traditional napalm death so i put on uh when all is said and done afterwards um and we find so like 20 minutes into this reaction video um, we got some old school, uh, well, middle school Napalm Death there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this, I, I, I just found this album really interesting to listen to. It's yeah. um, the bonus track version is really weird as well because there's some bonus tracks like midway through the album, um, and then yeah. some, um, of the normal tracks later on in there, and it just, I don't know, it felt like they're doing what the fuck they want, and they're really um, okay with putting their views out there and. Um, doing something different because I think they had the same impression as you that it was just the same thing over and over again and let's try something different and see what happens. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I was reading some some comments else, elsewhere about this album from other fans of Napalm Death. And they said that um, in the past on, on some of the last few albums, they have been introducing some of these other sounds that, that they've seemed to have brought to fruition on this album. They were, they were introducing some bits and pieces like that in past ones but obviously because I've I, I didn't find the, the opening few tracks interesting enough I didn't I didn't spend enough time with those albums so maybe maybe they were doing it but this time this whole album just every every song on there just I, I just felt clicked properly and and maybe want to carry on listening to to the rest of it which normally I have to go back to like Harmony Corruption, Utopia, Banish for me to have that that feeling with Napalm Death. Yeah. Um, but really, this album, really this album properly proper clicked with me, and and yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, fully. Yeah, it's Absolutely. well worth well worth yeah. a listen. Completely agree with you, my friend. Okay, what else have you got this week, my friend? All right, we're gonna move on to um, another death metal band. Um, this time, a band called Carnation, who are from Belgium. The album is Where Death Lies. It's out on Scenes of Mist. Um, this is probably for fans of like Bloodbath, Entrails, Entombed, that kind of Swedish death metal sound. Um, but they're from Belgium. Um, it, it's a great, it, it's a properly good death metal album. It, it's not going to blow you away, um, but it's just a great listen and it's recorded really well. It sounds really good. And yeah, it, it's for anyone that definitely loves sort of like Bloodbath, um, especially with the era with uh, Mikhail Arkefeld. Um, Not so much with Nick Holmes, but certainly the Mikhail Arkefeld era of uh, Bloodbath and 
I get this, some of the, um, the feel of what early in tomb, like left-hand path was like, and definitely you get entrails out of this. It's, um, yeah, it, it, it's just a really, really good, good death metal band with a good amount of melody in it as well at times. I mean, they do, do like, so there's a one in there called um, Spirit Excision and that's got bags of melody in the riff. It's amazing. But, you know, and for me, that was the standout track on that album. Um, but even just from the opener, it, it's got it's got plenty of hooks in there that just keep you wanting to listen. It You know, it's, it, it's a good, solid death metal album and worth a listen. So, Have you heard the uh, new Skeletal Remains album yet? Yep. What we did we do think? that last week? Oh, did we talk about last one? That one last week. Okay, cool. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> all right. And what else have you got this week, then, my friend? Um, gonna go go a bit folky now and Fintroll. And yes, yeah, Fred Zavad. I think that's how you say it. Out on Century Media. Um, I looked up. I looked up the album title to see what it means, and it says "Woven of Anger." So that, that's the title of the album. Um, uh, we've seen this band. We saw this band live last year, and uh, there's so much fun live. And this album again kind of captures what they're like. There's a bit of fun in it. There's some... now just uh, just for our listeners, just to interrupt you there, for you to like someone that is fun on stage <laughs> is a huge thing, guys. So <laughs> for a band to be fun and good in from six six twelve. Uh, is something that I have never experienced in my entire life. So this album <laughs> must be a game changer. <laughs> it's not a game changer because I've been liking Fintroll for a long time. But um, yeah, bands, band. well, I, I like lots of bands and I consider them fun on stage. It's when they start dancing around like pirates and shit like that that I just... I know, fucking hell. Dab people. <laughs> but um, yeah, no... Pineapple. Pineapples, yeah, we don't talk about pineapples. Um, yeah, they're a great band live, and <laughs> and this this just kind of captures that. There's there's an element of fun in it. There's all the all the sort of like folky melodies and, uh, and drum patterns that you would expect, uh, with hints of black metal in there, hints of death metal in there. Uh, it's just a great fun album. I mean. I like some folk stuff, but there's some stuff I don't like. And, and But this is definitely one of the folk eras that I like. I mean, if you like Moon Sorrow and Sephirum or Skullmold, that, that's, they're in very much in that vein of, of folk, not in the, some of the really awful folk that's out there. Um, <laughs> they, they, they're very much in that high quality, really decent sound and stuff they're finnish as well but all their lyrics are in swedish which is slightly odd yeah. um but that's i think it's something to do with the um vocalist being um part of the sort of like swedish minority that that live in finland they're finns but they're of swedish descent or something um I was okay. just reading about it it was just about. it quite intrigued me i didn't realize they were that sort of, I, I know they're all really close nations but Obviously, Finnish is definitely a different language to Swedish. Um, but yeah, they, um, um, so they're all sung in Swedish, um, which is definitely different. Is it so do Fintroll um, have everything in English? Not that I've seen 
and not that I've heard in the past either. Okay. Um, okay. So there are. I couldn't. I couldn't say for certain, but I don't. I don't remember be, hearing anything that's done in English whatsoever by them. Okay. Cool. So they're very much. They're very much traditionalists. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, they sing about trolls and. <laughs> you know it's um but yeah it's really good it's a great great album um again it, it it's a great fun list and loads of melodies and hooks in it and fast drums and the drums in this as well um they sound properly natural not sort of like some of the triggered drums that you hear a lot on this sort of bands um it, they sound like echoey and, and big you know, not that they've got purpose reverb put on it, but more that natural sounding reverb from a drum. So yeah, and that makes it sound really good as well. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I've not listened to this full album yet, so it's going to be really cool to do that. Yeah, yeah, you'll, I, you'll enjoy it. Ever growing list for next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, what else you got? Well, that, that that's it for this week because, um, as we know, then there was so much released on friday it was ridiculous um i mean yeah i mean idol's got a new one out uh has got a new one out oh christ I, i'm even losing count of, oh the ocean have got a new one out yeah, sure. um who else has got Svalbard. Um, Svalbard, um, yeah um, a band called nasty a band called lick water uh, uh, scold yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many that's been released on friday that um, yeah, I, 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 don't, think, I don't know what was happening this week, but just everything um, was released all at once. And then um, I'm not sure I pinned Slaves out this week as well. No, next week. Next week. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, God. We're gonna, wait, this is going to take hours. We're not going to get this into half an hour. Uh, <laughs> no, so we'll have to do an album review every two minutes in order to yeah. get our time in with no yeah. talking in between whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's the way it's going to have to be <laughs> next week. <laughs> Be ridiculous. <laughs> All right then. So, uh, without further ado, what is our essential metal listening this week? Right. Well, this week um, I, I've plumped for two albums this week from the same band. It's um, Halloween's Keeper of the Seven Keys, Part One and Two. Oh, okay. And the reason the reason I've chosen both of them is that originally it was going to be released as a double album anyway. Mm. However, they they were split. Um, there were, I think there was some wrangling with the um, record label or something about the costs of doing it as a double album and that sort of stuff. So I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, yeah. It, so it was split over two. The recording sessions were kind of split as well because from the sounds of it, they probably went really back and did some more songs for the second half of it for part two. Um, the, the reason I've chosen these is if anyone's out there listening to the likes of Blind Guardian, Hammerfall, even Sabaton and that kind of power metal, um, they would have quite clearly grown up listening to these two albums without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. I mean, they were released in 1987 and 1988. So they were literally about a year apart they were released. Um, I, remember, I remember getting hold of these when they first came out and was blown away by the musicianship on it the songwriting on it, the vocals on it. Um, I mean, there was rumours at one point that Michael Kisk, the vocalist, was actually going to take over from Bruce Dickinson when he stepped away from Iron Maiden. Really? Because, yeah, yeah, because his vocal range is, is fantastic and could, have, and could have quite happily sat in that role. Probably sat in it better than Blaze Bailey did, <laughs> to be honest. Um, he's a little bit too high-pitched um, at times but for Iron Maiden, but I think he would have been able to temper that and work that really well. I mean... 
that you can tell the difference between the first and the second album as well. Kai Hansen, the guitarist who's the originator of um, Halloween, um, he wrote the majority of the songs on Keep of the Seven Keys Part One. And then only wrote two, I think, or three songs on part two. And you can tell the difference between the two. That's part of the reason why I wanted to do both of them is that um, there is a difference between the two. So, um, but they're both cracking albums filled with solos, as you'd expect from people that are skilled like Kai Hansen and, and, and Michael Waikatha. Um, Kai Hansen then, after part two, left Halloween and started Gamma Ray, which basically for me felt like it was a better continuation of Halloween than Halloween did when they did Pink Bubbles Go Ape, um, which was just a weird title and I didn't enjoy it as an album either. Um, but yeah, this, this, that whole band were together for those two albums. Both albums are really, really good, but you can tell the, you can tell the difference between the songwriting between the two. Um, but yeah, fantastic albums. Um, and, and really, if you wanted to understand where people like Blind Guardian and that ilk, that power metal ilk, where they basically where they started, it has to go back to these two albums without a shadow of doubt. And that's why for me, these are essential listens if you if you like that music scene. Yeah. And I'd be surprised if you hadn't heard anything off here, <laughs> to be honest, um, if you're into that scene, because yeah, you would have been pushed there very, very quickly to get to this, because I think every one of those bands would list this, these two, one of these two albums yeah. as, as influential, full oh. stop. Yeah. All right, amazing. All right, Shrub66, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thank <laughs> you.